I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Today's episode will be about George Pickens, not about Instagram posts, but about why I think he's the key to unlock the offense. That, Matt Canada being on the sideline, and why it could be a key to also boost everything, and why I think the Steelers defense is about to turn the corner. It's the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the number one sportsbook in America. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Let's talk about George Pickens, y'all, for a minute because I think we got to revisit this. We talked about this briefly with Alan um with on our on our Monday episode when we did our grades. Because of course, with Thursday night, Thursday night football last week, we had to push things around, changes things up. So today we've already had our stars and skulls grades. If you missed them, go back on the Monday episode. We did them all there. We could talk about that. And I did give George Pickens one skull for the, because of the toe, the missed toe tap and how that could have been a touchdown if he got that foot down. But again, George Pickens isn't the problem in this offense. He's not a problem even really. I know people want to point to the pouting and the, and the things like that. Sure. Uh, and he's like his numbers. The last two games aren't, aren't great. And you know, the, the, you know, the, the his, his demeanor on the sideline didn't look, look great. And the Instagram posts seemed unfavorable, but this attitude comes with a lot of playmakers in the NFL. It happens everywhere. Deontay Johnson, in fact, used to do this. He used to post cryptic things on Twitter. Stephon Diggs still does it with the Bills every year, and it's why people still always think that he's about to break up with Josh Allen every five seconds. And, yes, Antonio Brown did did do that. But also, Antonio Brown, before he went crazy, which was a whole separate thing from what he used to be like, uh, Antonio Brown, his – when he used to actually you know, call for the ball, it was back in 2013. If you remember way back when, before he was a superstar, he was just an emerging number one receiver for the Steelers. People were wondering, could he be, actually be a number one? Was he more of a number two? Everyone was wondering all those questions because Mike Wallace was about to leave. And then Antonio Brown was just like, just said, throw me the ball in 2013. And all of a sudden, Ben Roth, it clicked for Ben Roethlisberger. Oh yeah, throw that guy the ball. And then Antonio Brown burst onto the scene in 2013. And that led to the start of what be eventually became the killer B era. We'll get more to that in a second, but that's where I think that there's the, 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 the Steelers are in a situation where George Pickens has become a recognized threat and there's structural reasons for Pickens to not get the ball right now. And again, I'm going to play this clip for you. Kenny Pickett talking about this for those who are wondering why isn't George Pickens get, getting the ball more? What's wrong with Matt Canada? Why isn't he calling more plays to George Pickens? It's not. It's less about calling plays that go to one specific person. It's more about calling plays that give the quarterback the options to take advantage of where a defense isn't. And again, here's Kenny Pickett talking about how George Pickens, even when he's not making plays, is helping the team. What do you guys have to do to get George more involved in the offense? Uh, seemed, seemed like I think he only had two catches for negative one yards. Yeah, you know, continue to move him around. Um, you know, he's going to get doubled a lot. And that's why you see Deontay get singled up. And, and Deontay's, you know, doing a great job on the other side. 
Um, you know, credit to him. He takes two guys. The run game's opening up because of him. Um, there's a lot of things that he's not getting credit for right now in the stat sheet, but he's helping us win football games. He's helping us have a lot of successful plays. Um, so you definitely want to reward him. I wish we hit that one um, in the red zone on the fade, um, the slot fade. But, um, you know, continue to try and get him the football as many ways as you can. But just definitely want to appreciate him for what he does in the defenses that opens up everything else. Just so again, you know, I've played that clip before on this show on the on the day after the game, but I wanted to bring that up again because Kenny Pickett says exactly what's going on there. And I've talked about this both on here and on my on my ex account, Twitter account, whatever you call it nowadays. Um, but you look at the all 22 and you can see teams. They're shadowing a safety over top of where George Pickens is, especially when he isolates one part of the field and what Matt Canada is starting to do. And this is a good thing that Matt Canada, he's, Canada is doing. He's using that to create other opportunities elsewhere. When George Pickens is, is somewhere and he's attracting that safety attention, it's creating more space for other receivers to get open. It's also creating more space in the run game. That's what Kenny Pickett's talking about there. And that, uh, that, that attracts, that, that attracts guys to different parts of the field. It opens up Deontay Johnson. It opens up Connor Hayward. It opens up uh, Darnell Washington, it opens up Calvin Austin, the run game. And eventually it will open up Pat Fryermuth as well when he, when he returns. But again, it's up to Kenny Pickett and the offensive line when they're blocking as well as the running backs to hit the holes to maximize that. And I, I bring it back again to the 2010 Steelers, because if they do this, the offense will start to put up more yards and points. And then the defense defenses, because defenses have to pick their poison. And again, the 2010 Steelers is a great comparison for what they went through to become who they eventually were. Teams started doubling Antonio Brown in 2014. Because remember 2013, Antonio Brown was more like the emerging receiver of the young money crew with Emmanuel Sanders and, and Mike Wallace. And then eventually he became the, the star of, the, of that group. And when 2014, if you remember the start of that season, things weren't great. Things were still very much up in the air. People weren't sure if the Steelers offense was going to be really good. And then it was when Le'Veon Bell and the ground game started getting going and Martavis Bryant started being a factor that all of a sudden teams realized they couldn't just double Antonio Brown all the time. And that started to force defenses to have to pick their poisons against that team. And when that happened, there was balance and that balance helped Ben Roethlisberger figure out, okay, this is what we'll do. This is what we'll take. This is how we'll attack defenses where they're not. And that is what Kenny Pickett has to do with this offense. But to get there, you need the emphasis on a star player, a player that attracts that kind of attention. And I think part of what the Steelers' struggles have been is that for the past year and a half or so, past two years, part of the attention was just stop the ground game because we're not scared of the quarterback in the passing game yet. We're not, we're not, you know, and I think that when you looked at what, what they've done, and I've said this since Najee Harris's rookie season, as soon as he was drafted, teams were like, okay, don't let him get started. And this offense is going to have a hard time finding that balance because we'll put our put the pressure on a very old Ben Roethlisberger or a rookie quarterback or a young Kenny Pickett uh, in, his, in his second year. And we're going to put pressure. We'd rather those guys figure out how to beat us with the, with the other weapons than just letting him have space to run and get easy yards to make more convertible situations for that passing situation. And again, you're not asking. This is the this is where where ideally, if the Steelers maximize this situation with George Pickens, eventually teams will stop doubling him as as much. Teams will start won't shade as many helps because they start to realize, man, if Kenny Pickett's killing us with Deontay Johnson, we got to pay attention over there. And then when they start doing that, then you can go back to George Pickens or you can go to other to other players. And then when you start hitting guys, that's when 
when you start hitting guys, you know, distributing the football, hitting guys in different parts of the formation, different targets, that's when defenses have the hardest time. To me, it was a shame that Ben Roethlisberger, not a shame like a bad on Ben Roethlisberger, but it was a shame for Ben Roethlisberger's end of his career that his knees gave out in 2020. Because as I was saying on this show that year, that was the best I had started to see him distribute the football in his career as far as evenly dividing it up and making sure that there was a new leading receiver almost in every game for the first like six or seven weeks. And that made it so hard for teams to predict, oh, he's he's not just throwing to Antonio Brown. He's not just throwing to Mike Wallace. He's not just throwing to Heinz Ward. He's dividing it up and it makes it so tough. Um you know, way back when, a, a great example. If you're a, if, if you if you've watched, if you're a person who watches a lot of Super Bowls, go back and watch the Falcons Super Bowl against the Patriots. Everyone talks about, you know, the the Falcons blowing that lead and just everything falling apart. But if you go back and look at that game, what built their lead was Matt Ryan distributing the football to everyone not named Julio Jones. And then at the end of the game, he kind of he when when the when the chips were down and the Patriots were making a comeback, Matt Ryan stopped doing that and eventually he just kept staring down. Julio Jones, the Patriots were like, okay, and there was one great catch that Julio Jones made, but otherwise the Patriots like, okay, we're going to take away him and make him not the problem. But we're, but when you when you stopped dice when Matt Ryan stopped dissecting the Patriots defense and going to different options, that made it so much easier for the for their defense to focus on you. That's what the Steelers want to do. That's what's going to be easier for Kenny Pickett if he can lock in. And sure, if the Steel, if George Pickens could just turn into Antonio Brown or Jerry Rice or Larry Fitzgerald or Randy Moss and, and, and become this guy that you could throw it to him no matter who's on him, that'd be awesome. But the best way to get this offense rolling is to find that balance. And if they find that balance everything starts to get easier for everybody because then George Pickens can't be doubled as much. Deontay Johnson won't be able to get doubled as much. The run game, because they're worried about those two guys, opens up a little bit more because they can't focus just on the run game. And then it's also going to open open up the tight end position a bit more. But it all comes down to executing the things that are there because when you start to do that, then you start to force them to guess. And when they, when you got the defense guessing – they, if when they guess wrong, it leads to bigger plays for you. And part of that, establishing that balance that creates that guessing game is about getting hot. And if that Matt Canada being on the sidelines is part of that, that that's something that has to continue moving forward. And I'll talk about more about Matt Canada being on the sidelines because I don't I don't think it's some huge schematic switch up like oh he's just on the field so now he can see things field wise and it's better than him seeing things from the booth no i think there's more of a physical connection a a personal connection that is that is part of what makes that so important for the steelers right now and what could help make that an important change for the steelers offense moving forward we'll talk talk about matt canada and his impact being on the sidelines the other side of this and we'll also talk some steelers defense in a minute here on the locked on steelers podcast so stick with us we still have a lot to discuss here on our tuesday episode of the locked on steelers podcast But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, and you pick more or less than, than on two or six, two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings start to roll in. Prize Picks is a new fun daily fantasy, fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing right now. And with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball 
basketball from their specials league. A league it's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. With the prize picks reboot policy also, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in, in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports game that gives you injury insurance that is insane prize picks also offers weekly promotions like taco tuesday where every tuesday prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25 percent to provide even more value and prize picks doesn't just do nfl and nba they also do nhl college sports and so much more download the prize picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports that's prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and again use Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue talking about this Steelers offense, and I want to get back to this Matt Canada being on the sidelines thing, because this was a thing that, that, that kind of developed toward like right in right leading up to the Titans game and them doing that. And they had the opening drive touchdown and you could see him saying, let's bleep and go and all this other stuff. And listen, it, 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 if it helped them, it helped them. But as Alan said, they still only scored 20 points. It's not like it's a big thing, but I, I do think there is an advantage here. Now, one, let's also get some facts straight. Kenny Pickett didn't request this. This was more of a thing the Steelers were doing to quote unquote, get a spark. And that's what Deontay Johnson said. Um, I think that Mike Tomlin might elaborate more on that on today's press conference. We'll see what he says there. And who knows, maybe we're talking about that again on Wednesday. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is you saw Canada and what Kenny Pickett also talked about Canada's impact in getting to talk to different position groups and put things together a little bit easier. And Kenny Pickett talked about that and the impact that it has. And I think that where Matt Canada has to come into play is he has to find ways to get this offense to do things that everyone likes. It, not, that, not that excuse me, not that everyone likes, but for each element of the offense to do things that they're comfortable with and that they're excited to perform. They think that they that they that plays to their strengths. For example, um, you know, it's one thing to call you know certain route concepts in a game, but you also have to call certain protection concepts, certain different looks that 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 give you certain advantages when different fronts are aligned against them. Like you know, for example, um, how the Steelers might block an odd man front versus an even man front might be you know might be different. You know how the communication needs to happen and how they want to get matchups and how they want to ensure hey if if you're going up against a guy like Aaron Donald like they did with the Rams. How does the how does the communication for double teams work and who who are the guys that have to be on alert to be aware that like, hey, I can't trust that my inside gap is going to be taken because the guy, the guy that's lined up inside of me is taking on Aaron Donald with someone else. So I need to be able to monitor that while also doing my normal jobs if I'm like the offensive tackler or something like that. So. Those are the types of things that in games, sometimes you have to get a feel for. And, and Matt Canada, it's probably harder to get a feel for that in the in the booth. And make no mistake, there are guys that that 
operate well in the booth. That sometimes is, is, is how it works. But sometimes you need that connection. And this, again, may be Canada's biggest tax is finding that connection. It's what we've been talking about on this show. I've said for, for months now, I don't think Matt Canada's biggest problem has been play calls. There's some play calls you can always point to that, like, oh, that's dumb. But you can do that with Kyle Shanahan's offense. You can do that with, any, with even the most successful offenses. There's some plays that are always going to be dumb. But when you look at Matt Canada, I think the biggest thing is he hasn't been able to get these to connect with these guys, to teach these guys to improve their execution. And if they improve the execution, as we see on the all 22, there's open plays on so many options. If they take those open plays, they take those easy yards that are sometimes designed for the offense to work. That's going to do so much more. And that's going to create that balance that we're talking about for the offense. And again, part of it has to be part of the, the feel of, of, of the game. Tom, Mike Tomlin said this, and I asked him this leading up to this game, uh, you know, uh, asking about, Hey, are, are you guys listening to the players when they tell you what that, what they want in the offense? Are you guys taking that into consideration? Or are you telling them to get, to get in line? Mike Tomlin said they're consistently listening and or no continually was the word that he used uh they're continually taking the in, taking the intake from the players as far as what they want and how and how they want them listen i think that matt canada being on the sideline when they talk about a spark i i think it's just simply like hey they're just trying to figure out some way to try to generate the the connection to execute more because again it's it's not about they don't they don't need some brand new whole whole brand new scheme right now they need to execute the scheme that's right in front of them they need to hit the open receivers they need to make the make the blocks that are in front of them they need to execute on the field they do that this offense will be so much better because again again you're balancing things out you're being tough to predict because you're hitting different guys and you're taking what's there in the defense and if, if, you know, if Deontay Johnson, what he said about Matt Kennedy, he said they wanted a spark. Sometimes the smallest sparks, because this, I think this is kind of a smaller spark, you know, Matt Canada being on the field as an offensive coordinator. It's not, it's not, just thought, it's not, it's not saying, oh yeah, now he's going to see that there's, there's a, that he, that he should call more play action or something like that. That's not, that's not the issue. If the issue is, is if it, if this gets, if this does give a spark, if that, if that does help bridge more connections in the offense, especially during the games as they, as they, maybe they feel things out a little bit better. That's where the, that's where the, the, the biggest change in the Steelers offense can be. Sometimes the smallest starts, the smallest sparks can lead to the biggest fires. And let's face it, this Steelers offense has been all about momentum and getting hot. You've seen the best the best games, especially at the end of the games, is when they start hitting and they may start feeding off that each 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 start each success. When you start looking at how they completed the deep ball against the Titans, that's that started to spark things for the offense. The Rams game, they hit one play, they started to hit three, four, five. You know, even the start of the, the Titans game, they they got hot early in that series and they fed off of that. And I said this about the Jaguars game. If Kenny Pickett and Deontay Johnson find a way to connect on that opening pass, it probably leads to a to a touchdown. If not on that play, I think that they they catch fire, they get they get a little bit hotter, and that gets them uh the momentum that they're looking for. And it's all about getting hot. And again, it comes from that quote unquote spark that you're talking about there. And until Kenny Pickett, this offensive line, the receivers, and, and everything about this offense can consistently execute. It This offense may just be about finding different ways to get hot right now until they find that. And what I think Matt Canada's biggest task in front of him right now is to build off of finding more, more ways to get this offense hot until that heat 
becomes consistent. And then it becomes that fire that we're talking about here proverbially. Um, but uh, and I think that when you start to see that, that's what's going to build more confidence in the offense. Again, taking it back to the mid-2010s here for the Steelers, and this is just the most recent iteration of, of Steelers offense that I'm bringing up for people to kind of picture in, in their brain. It was when one thing started to work, other things started to work, and you could build off of that. When Ben Roethlisberger started hitting Antonio or, or started hitting Le- Le'Veon Bell in the pass game underneath, and he would get those five to eight yard runs, teams had to start paying attention to it more. That opened up deeper down the field, which got Antonio Brown more looks. That opened up, you know, when they had to consider both of those guys. Martavis Bryant was uh, was open a lot more. That's why Eli Rogers was even a factor in the Steelers' offense because no one could even bother to look at Eli Rogers because of all the other weapons that were on the field, and you had one of the best offensive lines in the league. You look at all of those things that play that, that played in the Steelers' favor, then that's where they're trying to get now is you gotta get hot to find different ways to succeed. And if this offense can can find ways to get hot and then and then basically build off of that success, find ways to replicate how they how they get hot, that may be the very key that gets them to be an actual consistent offense until they get there. And you're not there until you are there. I think that's the bottom line that some people forget is that you don't just Wake up one day. There's no magic. You don't just eat a pill and just become the best offense in the league or become an efficient offense even. You don't even need to be – the Steelers don't need to be the best offense in the league. They just need to be an efficient offense, one that can rank in the middle part of the league, like I've been saying all offseason leading up to this year. But the bottom line to me in this, when I look look at this, is – if Matt Canada being on the sideline simply gets a spark to help, you know, bridge connections a little bit faster in the offense, go ahead and do it. And if it's go- if it's going to be the thing that 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 sparks the fire that that leads to more hot drives where Kenny Pickett's seeing the right things in the right moments and the offensive line is being on the same page with Kenny Pickett in the protection or Najee Harris and Jalen Warren in the run game and the receivers are feeling out the right spots to attack on different option routes, those are the type of things that I think start to change the tenor of an offense, change the tone of an offense that has been bad for so long and if they are able to turn if they are able to get hot more often if they are able to get hot more than two to two drives in a game and maybe turn that into four or five times in a game then you're talking about that's more consistent and you're building consistency, and then you're building an identity, and then you're putting things on tape that teams again want to take away. If you see, if you know, again with the with the run game, if they start to see things they want to take away there, they'll try to jump all over that. But then if they're jumping all over that, they can't double cover George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. And that's where I think the Steelers are right now is they're trying to find those hot things to build there to be consistent. And if they get those hot things, that can lead to the consistency. If they get that consistency then this offense is right where it needs to be. And that doesn't that doesn't have to be a top 10 offense this year. It just has to be middle of the road. Because right now, they're 30th in points scored and 29th in yards. That's not middle of the road. And they have time to get there. They have nine more games. But if they get to middle of the road, even if it's not like, you know, the whole year they've been in the middle of the road, if these last nine games, they are a an offense that can be middle of the pack in the NFL, that's enough with this defense. That's enough for this defense to help them win games more and win and win games in more comfortable fashions. 
And we have to talk about the defense because they're very much part of that. And if the defense takes the next steps that I think that they're about to, this team could be for real. But what are those steps? We'll talk about that after this next break here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, before we get to that, we want to remind you this show is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Get ready for the rest of the NFL season. The second half of the season is here, and there are incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 just if you just pick your team to win right now. So if you're a Steelers fan and you pick them to beat the Titans on a $5 money line bet, you got $150. 50 bucks back in bonus bets right in your account, ready to go. And if you've been thinking of joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. You can download it right to your phone, and you can bet on anything from spreads to player props to over-unders and so much more. And all of those are things that you can take advantage of with those 150 bucks that you win if you win on your $5 money line bet. So to take advantage of all of that, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and, and kick off and kick off the rest of this season with an offer that you won't want to miss. And that's at FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our show here. We've talked a lot of offense. We've talked about George Pickens. We've talked about Matt Canada being on sidelines. We've talked about balance in this offense and that being the whole point. But let's talk about this defense for a second here. Could this defense be on the verge of turning the corner of an upswing? Last two games, they've looked stronger. They held a one of the better teams in the NFL, the Jaguars, to 20 points, despite the offense being completely inept for most of the game. Hey, Camp Hayward has returned. They put up a very strong performance this past week against the Tennessee Titans. Minka Fitzpatrick might be able to return soon. We'll actually hear from that. That'll probably be one of the biggest notes that Tomlin speaks about this week during his Tuesday press conference. So tune in for that at noon Eastern time. You've got Joey Porter Jr. actually starting and playing well. And I believe right now he's among one of the top cornerbacks as far as passer rating by quarterbacks that target him when they're throwing in his direction. I mean, he's being, being the corner they drafted him to be it again, small sample size needed to play out a little bit longer. Need him to play against better quarterbacks and then play against better receivers, but you like what you see so far and his play could help balance the cornerback issues. The Steelers have had this season, but if, if you want to wonder what kind of an upswing it would take for the Steelers defense to make here. And if I'm, if, if it's even possible, let's look at what kind of an upswing they, they had last year, because they're at the same, this is the same point where things flipped for the Steelers last year. Uh, when they went from their first eight games to the last nine games, the Steelers are five and three much better than what were they two and six last year, much better situation than, than that, but totally as a defense, let's look at the change that happened last year. From the first eight games to the last nine games. In the first eight games, the Steelers were giving up 395.1 yards per game and 24.6 points per game. If they had finished the year with those marks, that would have been the up the absolute worst, the most of yards allowed by any team per game in the year. And that would have ranked 26th in points per game allowed. But in the last nine games, it completely flipped. 
They averaged giving up 272.9 yards per game in their last nine contests. And if you compared that with the rest of the NFL, that would have been first among all teams, even ahead of the, the San Francisco 49ers, who were the best defense in football last year. They would have and, and that would have been about 28 yards per game better than that than that group. They also gave up 16.6 yard points per game in, the, in, that, in those games. That would have been second to the 49ers, 16.3. Now, ultimately, when you put it all together, they were they were a good defense last year because they gave up, you know, their totals ended up balancing out to about 330.4 yards per game. That was 13th in the NFL and 20.4 points per game. That was 10th in the NFL. But again, it was that flip in the middle part of the season that did that. Now, you do have to remember, part of that was also, of course, T.J. Watt returned to the lineup, and that was a boost. But T.J. Watt wasn't himself right away, and he still wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't the all-pro caliber player because he was coming back from an injury. He still, he still, it was, he still had that kind of talent in him, but it took him some time to get back and get healthy to impact games in the way that we see T.J. Watt impact games all the time. But what you saw from the defense was that group played better as a whole as the year continued. The secondary was sharper. The linebackers got better. The, um, you know, the, the defensive line got got sharper. They knew where to go. They knew how to how to play together. All of that played major factors in that growth. So now, again, we looked at the first eight games from last year compared to the last nine games from last year. Let's look at the first eight games this year. Right now, the Steelers are giving up 377.3 yards per game. That's 30th in the NFL. That's two spots up from last. But remember, remember how many points I said they were giving up uh, per game at the end of the season last year? 20.4. That's how many points they've given up so far this year. 20.4 points per game. That's good for 13th right now. And a big part of why I think this team can improve from that is, one, they're getting sharper. Two, I think that they got sharper last year as they grew together. But they are getting back talent. Cam Hayward is back. And Cam Hayward is a big part of this defense, even in his age. And if he's if he's as he's getting sharper, as he's getting better. He's only going to help the run defense and the pass rush. Then there's also the return of Minka Fitzpatrick whenever that does happen. Combined with the emergence of Joey Porter Jr. on the outside, of Keanu Benton playing better on the inside. You put all those things together, the return of Cam Hayward, the, the return of Minka Fitzpatrick, the involvement of Keanu Benton and the involvement of Keanu Benton as a player on the defensive line, the involvement of Joey Porter Jr. and the evolve, evolving of Joey Porter Jr. as a cornerback. You put all those things together as well as this group just getting more in tune with each other and understanding how to play together more. Those type of things can help turn a defense around and turn a defense into a much better unit. And they already have been decent. Yards-wise, not so great. Points-wise, they're right where you want them to be. Now, let's make this clear. It's not all sunshines and rosies over there on the defense. Losing Cole Holcomb for the year, who was officially put on injury reserve, is a big blow because Cole Holcomb was playing very well. And the rotation of him and Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander was so good for the Steelers in the middle part of the defense. That now means Mark Robinson is going to have to play. And listen, Mark Robinson ain't no punk. That dude brings it and he can hit. But can he play consistent inside linebacker football in the NFL? That's a big question right now because 
coverage was not his strong point. That could weaken the middle. But I will say this, Quan Alexander, Landon Roberts, they've been up to the task so far. And I think the big thing the Steelers have to look at is they have to improve around them. They have to trust those two guys to do their jobs, but everyone else has to keep taking steps forward. The pass rush has to get better. The defensive line has to, has to get better. The secondary has to get sharper in their communication. Demonte KZ was credited with being a big part of over-communicating to make sure that the communication skills that they lost to Mick Fitzpatrick weren't lost in the game. Joey Porter Jr. credited him with that. And if this defense does do those things, if they can just continue to improve, I think that they can be a top 10 defense again. Because again, you're talking about the run defense being better, the pass rush being sharper. And you're also talking about better coverage because Baker Fitzpatrick's back, Joey Porter Jr.'s playing and playing well. And you're starting to build your packages off of that. And you let's say they do they do that those things and they just they don't have to be number one offense they're in top five but if they're a top ten defense and that's combined with an improved offense and again not a otherworldly improved offense but just like get to middle of the pack offense with a top ten defense that right there is why I'm confident the Steelers are going to be a playoff team this year barring any injuries major injuries. Because I see the path forward for the offense. I see the path forward for the defense. And these are things that I've seen before in the Steelers under organization under Mike Tomlin. And ultimately will be up to the Steelers to execute in those moments. Now, I will say it's also on the Steelers to make sure that they make the right calls personnel-wise. Because if Broderick Jones isn't in the starting lineup this week, I got major questions. I had major questions when he didn't start against the Rams. I said they shut me up because Dan Moore Jr. did a good job, but I was right back to Holland when, uh, when they, with the way that they played against the Jaguars. And now you've seen two games with Broderick Jones in there. You got it, and he's played very well. And the offensive lines played well when he's in, so he better be staying in. But by and large, I think when you look at how the Steelers are set up right now, there are very walkable paths for both the units on either side of the ball to become much better than what they've been and to be able to come together to be a team that is a serious threat. We'll have all of that and more as we continue our shows here this week on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can also read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. You can find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Monday through Friday, talking all things Pittsburgh Steelers, on your favorite podcasting apps, and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily episodes. We're back tomorrow with more talk on your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. 